Hello everybody and welcome back to the Honeypot History and thank you guys for your time and your support for listening to episode one and giving me your feedback. I so appreciate it and I'm learning as I go so if you guys have more feedback for me please let me know. I, I do want this to be good. Today is surgery day. We're going to be talking about the laparoscopic myomyectomy, which is the uterine fibroid removal, and we're going to be talking about the total hysterectomy and ovary removal surgery that we went through. I went to the ER Christmas 2019. I went to the ER because I was having severe pain in my lower back, in my abdomen, in my legs. Resignating from my lower back down to my mid-thighs were extremely uncomfortable and trying to be flexible and move and stretch, but nothing was getting better. And then that's when the bleeding started increasing. It was Christmas morning, going to my family's house for breakfast. They just, I wasn't feeling well. They saw I wasn't feeling well. And it was time to figure out what exactly was going on. And I guess at that point, the ER was the best way to do it. I remember talking to the ER doctor at what brings you here today, especially on Christmas. And it was specifically, I remember the pain in my legs being just excruciating. And the bleeding changing, going from dark brown to a bright red that morning, signifies that old blood versus new blood. So something definitely changed. I'm not sure exactly what at that point, but there was a change. So I'm in the ER. I'm telling the doctor what was going on. They take me in for an internal sonogram, which is what caught everything. So there were five fibroids that were seen all within the uterus, and there was one hanging out on my cervix. After the diagnosis of the uterine fibroids, that's when we went in and did the laparoscopic myomyectomy. So with my new doctor, he I love Dr. Reed because he was so precise. He knew all of the data for each surgery. He took a more scientific approach and a more logical approach with it. Me being as emotional as I am, <laughs> I needed Michael and my mother-in-law there to remember all of the specifics that I'm just... So many different words, you know, ablation, laparoscopic myomyectomy, getting pregnant as an option. You know, there was just so many different choices within that hour appointment that I was just overwhelmed so I was so grateful that Michael and my mom were there their mother-in-law I keep calling her mom she's mom we're just you know going forward when I say mom it's it's mother-in-law but it's mom day up checked into the hospital get changed into the gown Mike's hanging with me we are good watching I love Lucy and just trying not to freak out so much and it was a really easy process the laparoscopic myomyectomy that is specifically it was five incisions across my abdomen including my belly button and they went in robotically and removed four out of the five uterine fibroids. So the last uterine fibroid that had to be left was growing specifically on my cervix, which is also the blood supply to the uterus. So in order to remove that fibroid, they would have had to remove the cervix, which would have had to remove the uterus, which here we are 11 months later. The in-between, I felt no pain. I had no bleeding. I was losing weight. I was able to work out again. Ab crunches were a thing that I missed, which is weird, but I was able to work out again, which is something that I so needed. My stress levels started to increase again with work and with personal life, and then that's when the bleeding started to come back. And that was shitty because I knew exactly what that meant was that the last remaining fibroid, the one on my cervix, was the problem child this entire time. I messaged my doctor and I said this is exactly what's happening and he said you know that this is the next step and I had to then process the hysterectomy surgery and it was extremely disappointing to have to go through that again. I knew it had to be done. I felt like my body kind of let me down which kind of kick-started some more depression and anxiety. Those were dark days because that's when I don't know my future kind of 
figured itself out or I, and I didn't have a choice in the matter or I felt like I didn't that I was in the mercy of my uterus and fuck that pre-op of hysterectomy was very very similar to the laparoscopic myomyectomy pre-op it was the same paperwork same nurse that took my blood day of the hysterectomy check into the hospital you know get changed into the gown again i love lucy on the tv the medical team came in that was working on me introduced themselves confirming what was being done they sharpie the left side of my abdomen to make sure that they remove it correct ovary so hysterectomy occurs they pull out everything they pull out the left ovary the fallopian tubes literally all that's left in there right now is my right ovary what is a hysterectomy a hysterectomy is the removal of the uterus then there are different versions or different levels of hysterectomy i guess you could say with removal of a different piece of your uterus or fallopian tubes or ovaries with my surgery they remove the cervix they remove the uterus and they remove the left ovary and fallopian tubes so I do not have to go get pap smears. I do not get a period. I cannot get pregnant. I did not have to go through menopause or medical menopause. Those are some positives of it. Now, the negative drawbacks for the hysterectomy is what I'm dealing with pretty hard right now, the, the mental aspect of it, especially during these COVID times where everybody is home together. And when you're home together, you know what happens is you're making babies. And I'm seeing all these announcements and everything on social media, and it's wonderful, and it's so great to see, but it is a knife in the heart still. So it's hard to be so supportive and happy for these people. I guess it's like the green monster, or like, is that a thing? That you're able to do something that I can't, so it's like, fuck. It's infuriating, but I'm trying to deal with it in an aspect that is more positive, and I'm not trying to wallow in self-pity, but it's hard. There are definitely some pity days that I have, but it'll get better. Also, if there are any women out there who have had hysterectomies prior to having babies, reach out to me and let me know how you're dealing with this because this is hard shit and I might need some help. Fast forward to today. Mentally, no, I'm okay. I could be better and I'm working towards that. Physically, I couldn't be happier. There is no pain in my lower back and legs and abdomen. There is a lot of symptoms. The only way I could describe this was I was constantly PMSing for two years, but I was also bleeding, so like there was no relief. My boobs would be up to my freaking chin, which, you know, they hurt, but they looked great. So Michael was happy, but I was also very bloated all the time, and I tried to change my diet. I cut out dairy, I cut out gluten for a while, I cut out all of the good stuff, really, but it's fine. I tried to eat as raw as I could throughout the day. A lot of raw carrots, spinach, I would do beach body shakos, a lot of almond milk, a lot of turmeric to try and reduce the amount of inflammation in my body. It was hard to work out during those days because obviously I was bleeding and bloated and PMSy and I had no willpower. I had no motivation. I know I say this all the time, but there was a lot of bleeding. It would range anywhere from a pad to three to four pads a day or it could be you know one day it would be less than a pad which it was so inconsistent and so I wasn't I wasn't able to track it so I wasn't able to find the pattern wearing clothes I was a lot of black clothing because I couldn't trust my body dark days very very dark days but days are starting to get sunnier now which I'm putting in the work to make them brighter I guess I should talk about the post-op of the surgeries because that also would help. Post-op of the laparoscopic myomyectomy was hard. 
that was very, very tough. Because they cut through the abdomen, it was hard to move. It was hard to pee. It was hard to poop. It was hard to laugh. It was hard to breathe, to get comfortable, to lay, to sleep. And I would say that was a good five days of uncomfortableness, including when they did the laparoscopic myomectomy or when they do abdomen surgeries, they have to puff you up full of some sort of air. I have no idea what it is. What goes in must come out obviously, but the gas that resided in my body, it found its way up to my shoulder blades, and that was extremely uncomfortable for quite a few days as I was popping Gas-X like it was M&M's, and they, it would just not go away. So if any of you guys have any sort of surgery coming up, here are some things that helped me, my dogs. The dog snuggles were fantastic. Take it easy on the foods that you consume. Try and do it easy. Soups, a lot of things that are easy to digest. And just take your time. Same thing with a hysterectomy. If you guys have a hysterectomy coming up or, or anything like that. Recovery from the hysterectomy was a lot easier than the laparoscopic myomyectomy. The hysterectomy, they went up vaginally. So they just cut a big hole where the cervix is, obviously, because that was getting removed. And they just pulled everything out that didn't need to be there anymore. And then they sewed up where my cervix was, and then that was it. I spent overnight in hospital. It was a night of no sleep and morphine and paging the nurses because you didn't understand that your IV lily thingy rolls. So every time you had to pee, you had to ping the nurse and the nurse would come in and be like, how can I help you? And it's like, I just need to pee. And they're like, and I had no idea. I had no idea that those things unplugged and you could just roll yourself to the bathroom. I am grateful that I did ping the nurse once to go pee with me because I felt like this is out of all the TMI, this you are warned. It was just pure blood that came out and I was freaking out because I thought that I popped a stitch or something happened. So that was great that she was there with me during that process and she checked everything out. Everything was okay, but that was just really frightening to see so much blood. There was a lot of pain meds for the hysterectomy, which I tried not to take. I think I was maybe two days out post hysterectomy surgery and I stopped taking the pain meds. I just, pain meds freaked me out. So I was able to do the hysterectomy without the pain meds day two. With the laparoscopic myomectomy, I don't think there was any way, any way that you could do that without, without pain meds. And if you can, you're superhuman. Let's fast forward, I guess, back to today with the mental health aspect of recovering from a hysterectomy. I have gotten quite a bit of support and encouragement and wonderful words from women who have been through similar situations. So for those of you who are supporting me, thank you, and I appreciate it. I've also had some pretty negative comments about being so young and having hysterectomy and saying that there's different forms or different options. There may have been, but those options were not for me at that point in my life. I guess I am going to say that there's always going to be people rooting against you, rooting against your choices, rooting against your happiness. I've gotten some really amazing words of support with this podcast so far and coming out with my story, but I've also gotten some pretty shitty comments that I was not expecting, especially from a person that was so close to me. So here's a little story. I'm telling this woman my story, and she has known me for quite some time now, and she knows the struggles that I've been dealing with leading up to both surgeries. Finally letting her know that I had the surgery and, you know, I'm feeling so much better. And she said, well, what are you going to do now that you can't have babies? You know, that's a woman's job. That's why a woman is born, is to make a life. And you just had yours removed. So, what good are you? And I felt like I was in a scene from freaking Handmaid's Tale. I 
kid you not, I love that show by the way, awesome show, but I didn't know how to handle that kind of comment, and obviously I just said thank you very much, and I turned around and started fucking bawling. I realized that this wound is a lot more deep than just having a hysterectomy, but I am learning that I'm, well, I'm trying to use the negative feelings from that comment in a positive way, and to think my situation through their their eyes, with their, I'm going to be mean and say they're very close-minded eyes, because that is, that's their values, that's how they grew up, that's what they were taught, is a woman is born to give life, and to make life, and to be a mother, and the woman who made that comment, that was their values growing up, and it's sad, but that's how they were raised. I was not raised that way, I was raised in a way that, you know, after my mom left, I had to be whatever I needed to be, and I am, and I'm very proud of that. Getting back to the mental health recovery, I'm able to do things that I wasn't able to do maybe a year ago, and that is incredible, and I'm so grateful. Obviously, there's also things that I can't do, and it's hard to see on social media and TV and movies and everyday life. It's so hard to see and to be supportive of pregnancies and babies because right now I think I'm in like the resentment phase and I hope that this changes but I know I need to stay positive I need to stay open and not put my walls up regarding or around this topic because there are very close family members to me that I need to be there for and I need to be supportive for and I need to also be there for myself and support myself in this because I don't want to see a pregnant belly and like have my heart sting anymore and I think I'm the only one that could change that and sure time might help but I know I need to change the way that I'm thinking about this and the way I'm feeling about this you know I have a co-worker that's expecting baby number three and they don't understand and I can't tell them exactly what it is that I feel every time that they show me a little sonogram or anything like that. So I smile, I say congratulations, and I'm supportive, and as soon as they turn around, I cry. And I don't want to cry anymore. I want to be happy. I want to be supportive. This was a hard one to record. I'm going to wind down episode two. I guess episode two was a little bit of a downer, but thank you guys so much for listening and being so open with these topics, being so open and honest and supportive as I'm on this journey to becoming a healthier, happier person. I wish you guys nothing but the best and happy and healthy days. Till episode three, talk to you soon.